Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and it's my pleasure today to be joined by Dr. Jimmy Ewan. Jimmy, what's up? What's going on, my man? Hey, man. It's good to hear you. Good to see you. Everything's good in the hood. So, uh, Jimmy, can you give those listeners a little idea of who you are, what you do, and what you're known for? Um, what I'm known for is a, is a total, totally different thing. I mean, that's that, that one night in Vegas we had, right, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm a chiropractor and acupuncturist based out in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, kind of run a, uh, a, a a clinic, if you want to call it. It's an eclectic mix of uh, movement and, and fitness and strength and just uh, really kind of an, an eclectic integrative model based on, uh, you know, the, the FMS model where we really use the assessment to guide us in what is necessary um, to, to short track it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And, uh, and how long have you been in practice? Been in practice since 2002. So it's been a while. Yeah, man. Can you believe that's been 16 years? It's crazy. The, right? age, the age of the scantrons. That's, that's, that's how we need There's some kid that was born the year that you went into practice and he's now driving just to put it in perspective. Yeah. He's probably driving a better car than us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy, I've always loved, uh, I, you know, you're, you're like for a long time, you were my fellow Cairo, uh, uh, going out on the road teaching SFMA, right? It was, it was yes, a sir. lot of, there were a lot of PTs and whatnot, but you know, we showed them what's up. We let them know how it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but, um, I know that you kind of run two separate little practices. I don't want to say little, but two separate practices within the Phoenix area. Can you go over kind of the, the idea, the, the logistically, how each one works? Um, I have two facilities, um, kind of the, the one in Phoenix, I uh, call it Phoenix proper. It's uh, kind of where I started when I opened up my own office. And, uh, you know, like, like all, all um, kind of new businesses, because I was, I was an associate doc for a little bit, and I decided to open it up. And the model that I really wanted to open up was integrating a much more, uh, in my opinion, a much more complete uh, finish line where I can integrate even into the wellness, in, into the fitness aspect of things. Um, and at the time, I also just recently, at the, about 2009 is when I completed my RKC and uh, really got into the movement and really started understanding, or not say understanding, but beginning to, to really live the life of uh, meeting Gray Cook and all the guys and my teachers and influences and, and then that's how I started. And I built it with low overhead. That's, that was the concept um, because of when you start a business, that's one of your biggest fears. And, uh, and also wanted to make it highly profitable. <laughs> I mean, that's, there, there's a piece of, you know, hey, you got to have low overhead. Things uh, go well together, by the way. Yeah. So I had a simple room and I had one room and uh, the easiest thing I could do is not have a lot of machines. So I really built it based on bands, based it on kettlebells and based it on a lot of body, body weight things. And, uh, bridge the it began the concept. I think we use we use that, and I think everyone does it uh, to an extent of trying to bridge the gap into what people have for a fitness model. Because that was my that's been always been my passion. I'm just an active guy. I enjoy doing things, and you know the finish line for me was always my activity on the weekend. 
What was I going to do? How could I do? And not have to be, feel like I'm 90 after I'm done playing. Uh, and then uh, what happened was is that uh, in my Scottsdale facility, uh, I met a, a trainer by the name of Spencer Tatum. I was teaching a course at a TPI, Titles Performance Institute, and he was one of the students. And he was, uh, you know, really kind of, for all the trainers out there, it, it's one of the things, introduce yourself in a way that just makes people want to hang out with you instead of just telling him why you're so cool. And you'd be surprised at, you know, a friendship. And, and he's, he's a friend of mine, a dear, a dear friend of mine. And he was just like, hey, you know, how busy are you? How do you, how do you, you know, what do you see? And we started talking and, you know, eventually he started opening up a gym facility. And he liked my kind of, you know, spin on things and how I would uh, go, okay, we need you to do this. And my facility was too small because at some point in time, uh, I needed to have some barbells. I needed to have a, a bike. I needed some things to help because it's not what I want for people. It's what they need and they want. And I've got to help them. It's just, I'm just a liaison and trying to help them get there. So as a result, when we opened up, when he opened up advantage training of a facility up in Scottsdale, he brought me along and I'm kind of the medical guy on the background saying, Hey, you know, here's what's happening with so-and-so. Here's what, but their goals are this. I mean, that's the important thing. It's, it's the client's goal for them that I'm trying to achieve. And I may walk the floor and go, hey, here's the issue. You have something going on with your hip or working on this, or we have a retroverted hip. You, you know, this is what it looks like, but we are going to hurt yourself. So we're going to try to change that. And so it's my job to kind of walk the floor and make sure things are as, as clean as I can have medically without divulging anything because I'm on a gym floor. I can't really kind of say anything. So that's kind of how the two, and I bounce back between, uh, you know, my, my, my baby, my original office, uh, three days a week and I bounce up there and then, uh, two days a week and we kind of collaborate. So in a nutshell, basically you have a, essentially a, a small office in a traditional like medical plaza, just a normal yeah. office building yep. office, right. Yep. Um, that you certainly treat people and then recommend where they go. And then up at advantage, you have an, uh, a private office within a larger gym. Yes. Yes. That okay. is correct. Perfect. All right. And what kind of a, as, as far as the treatment goes, I know that you've wedged everything you can into your, your Phoenix office, but it's still, it's an office space. So the ceilings aren't super high. The, you know, walls aren't really wide apart. Um, yep. What kind of tr uh, treatment or training options does the gym setup allow you to gain? Well, the gym, the gym setup allows me, um, it's, First of all, foremost, it gives me so much more peace of mind um, that we all speak the same language. Um, and I think that's the, the lines of communication, I think, are actually the bit, one of our biggest strengths that, yeah, we have all this email and these text apps and ways to do that. But what's great is, is that the trainers on the floor can literally walk into my office, say, here's what I'm thinking. Here's the problem. Or I can go and say, hey, I know you're working with so-and-so. We just found something here. We need to be considerate of that and make sure that this was the goal, but we may have to call an, you know, kind of make an audible call on this one because for a while. So the, the biggest luxury we have is that it's, it's a communication piece that we have a chance to really, and of course, we all speak the same language. It isn't like I'm talking this way in this kind of, and I'm going to use FMS as, as a framework. I, I say, hey, it's a 2-1 ASLR. They don't look at me like, what does that mean? You know, it, it, we, we do speak the language and, and therefore it makes it easier. So that's number one. Number two, the space. 
um, you know, the space allows for us to do much more creative things. It allows for crawling exercises. It allows for, because of the space, easier uh, lateralizations, as Charlie Weinkauf would call it, you know, the, in, in an exercise progression. Um, airdyne bikes. We have, you know, med ball throws. We have all the things that we want to try to, you know, kind of top tier a, a little bit of the power and stuff like we're working on. And it also does a lot of semi, you know, we've got some members working together. There is the energy of it, you know, and, and I, I get the memes of, hey man, you know, no one's going to motivate you unless you motivate yourself. But sociologically speaking, when my buddy's out there and I'm having fun with him, I kind of have a better workout. You know, you, you walk out feeling better than you walked in. Hey, we did our job that day. Yeah, as, as our, our friend Tom Plummer says, the, the research says 96% of people like to work out in groups and the other 4% of people are just weird. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. you know, there's a time to be alone too. I get it. Sometimes you, you know, kind of, we've all had it. Hey, I just need, I, I've just learned something. I need to let it literally right. marinate right. in my head for a second, but yeah. Now you also, I know, I know that you work with a lot of uh, super high end professional athletes and sports ranging from what, geez, like uh, golf all the way to um, WWE. Two street luge. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And uh the advantage, I think, of, of being able to see those people, once you're done with treatment, the double check process of putting them under some serious load to make sure, is that problem really gone or is it just hiding? Yeah, and it gives me a chance to do that. And sometimes some of the things that folks will come in and says, hey, I hurt myself squatting. Yeah, we got the problem, you know, corrected, you know, medically speaking. Um, and uh, I'm going to take a look. Let's take a look how you squat. Maybe, maybe it's, you know, it's just you don't know how to do it correctly. And that, that may be a, you know, it's, it's a skill thing. It's not like you're, you're wrong. You're just using it wrong. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. wrong club for the wrong problem. There you go. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you, when you're working in the, in the gym setting, uh, how long, just so people can kind of understand if it's, if it's a traditional, how do I ask this? So not, let's not include the professionals and the super high end athletes in this, but just the kind of bread and butter gym member patient. How long are you spending in the private office versus out on the floor in a single visit? In a single visit, I'm about, I'm about 30 minutes for okay. each person. Um, and that's just with me, medically speaking. Uh, and, you know, coming in and will and, that all be in your office or will you yeah, get out on the room. floor? Yeah, in my room. Um, every once in a while, I'll have to go on the floor. For example, if I'm doing an exercise and I need more room for that person mm -hmm. or I want to demo it or I want to have some space to queue, I'll just bring them out onto the floor and we'll take a look at that. Um, or if it's something that I'm going to use to have somebody kind of, you know, for example, a rolling pattern, I want to have them have the open space to do stuff. Or if they, if I want to take a look how their wrists are moving. So it, it's, it depends, but usually it's in my office. When I'm out on the gym floor, it really depends on, you know, when, uh, what I see, I may go to the bathroom and as I'm on the way to the restroom, I spot one of my guys, I stop, I take a look, I look at the, the way we have it. It's, it's uh, very easy. Um, communication is awesome uh, because the guys can tell me an advantage what they're planning on doing and I can give them that. But also the way we have it in our office in the gym is each person's workout is actually posted on video, on, on a video screen. So this way, as I'm walking across, I can actually go, oh, and I'm just using a name, Joe Smith, very, you know, very kind of just random name, right? Uh, well, a HIPAA-compliant HIPAA yeah, name. Yeah, we are, right? Yeah. So uh, you walk across Joe Smith. I take a look. Hey, I just saw him like, you know, three days ago, and he's now training. I could walk across. If the trainer's engaged with somebody, I look up at the screen going, oh, okay, boom, he's doing a half kneel, and he's got this, got it, okay. 
hey, you know what? Remember I talked to you last week, get that foot, you know, and, and it's a quick little screen across. So um, uh, the way, the way it's, it's done at Advantage, you'll actually see, even though the trainer is working through it, so the person can go to the next station and do what they need to do, they actually have their kind of uh, template of what's happening. Yeah, I, I will say after touring Advantage, it's Spencer did an absolutely incredible job with layout and thinking things through. Uh, a couple things, you know, we had the MyZone system and we're like, oh, we'll just buy a flat screen, put it up on the wall. The problem with using a flat screen on the wall is now that wall can't have medicine balls thrown at it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And instead he said, well, forget that. Let's do an overhead projector projecting on the wall. Yeah. And I think fantastic because you can throw the ball right into where your heart rate is. Yes. And there's no loss of space there. And then also how he has, uh, is it what, three, three pods essentially of yep. a complete workout station times three. Yep. By Life Fitness, you know, yeah. the guys did a great job and, um, and literally we went through kind of the, the spacing of, and the, and the kind of concept and, and Mark Berry worked just magic. I mean, the guys just worked magic and making yeah. sure it was, I mean, it, it's like you look at the equipment, it's, 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 it's durable. It's clean. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's oh, the place is spotless. It's organized. Yeah. You know, when you walk in there, you, you, you got, you have the sense, this is a high end gym. Everything about this is high end. The, the location, yep. the equipment, it just reflects the like Bloody Mary and Mimosa bar. We've got it set up. Right. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> the necessities really like yeah. nothing crazy, but yeah. 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 I love, I love that gym. If you guys ever get a chance and you can sweet talk Spencer into doing it, tour that facility. Cause for a, how big is it? It's not that big. It's um, if memory serves me correct, it's about 2,500 square feet. Is it? Okay. Yeah, 2,500 square feet. Um, and that includes your private office and a private office for the trainers. And then, um, yeah, I mean the, tra- the, the office for the trainers, we have an outdoor little seating area. Um, most of the time, you know, we have these roving standing desks, uh, for the trainers and they're, they're, oh, that's another thing that I was impressed with. I'm like, do you have a little workstation right here where these guys can actually put it together? Yeah, they, they, um, well, we have a, they have a kept, uh, advanced training because when I say uh, they, it's not like we're completely separate, but they're definitely a separate business entity. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a separate office, and, but on the floor, we have a roving, uh, a roving desk that mm-hmm. is stand upable. So everyone has their computer, can take a look, and if something needs to be changed on the program, it's changed into the computer and then it's up, it's directly uploaded right away. So it's, it's done uh, real time, you know, cause I mean, reality of it is, is that we may have some great plans and so-and-so rolled their ankle this weekend. Um, and now it's like, well, we're going to do some, you know, high skips, but guy rolled his ankle. Let's change it, you know, and, yeah. and we have to change it right there, but also make it so that the person doesn't read it and go, Oh, let's just go. No, 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 no. You know, you know you're, you're reminding me too. What is that program that he has when you, you check in, is it a weigh-in program or something for the, yeah, uh, I, I believe it's an in-body. We use okay. an, in, uh, if memory serves me correct, there's a couple, everybody has the name body in there. Yeah. Their thing. It's an in-body, uh, and just, uh, it's a simple check-in, um, and just gives us, it's, it gives, it gives us a baseline, mm-hmm. you know, it gives us a baseline, um, also gives advantage a way to take a look and see, you know, how can they help? And it uh, is the plan that they thought working, you know, right. it's, is it going to work? If the person, and even if it's not a fantastic test, any test that's just repeatedly repeated consistently inherently yeah. gets more accurate. The consistency is what we're looking at. And you know, it's, 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 um, so the, we could debate his accuracy because everyone's going to have different systems, but at least the precision is what we're looking for. That if it's hitting the same target all the time and we have that, we have a barometer and we don't use that only, you know, we mm-hmm. use the FMS system. We use, we use the TPI system. We use the FCS. We use the Y balance. We use a lot of different metrics to try to do that. 
Yeah. I, I just like how the, the client comes in, they, they get on the, it's a like body fat scale, hydration level. They type in their little code, right? And then it just kind of gives them that daily report of mm-hmm. how you doing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's super slick. I, I just, Spencer's really thought things out. So yep. anyways, um, yeah. So what kind of a, in that model, when you can integrate well with the, the gym side, um, can you give some people some idea of, you know, what, what does a care plan look like and how does it end? Because I think a lot of people are, you know, in this idea of the traditional office where you treat people eight times yep. and then you kind of send them, Hey, go work out. Right. Yep. But in yours, I like, I love your transition component. Can you give some people some insight into that? So, um, it be it depends on which hat I'm wearing, but on an, on the most of the days that I'm wearing the hat, I'm the I'm the I'm the hat of a medical provider. Mm-hmm. So when somebody enters, number one, and it's you know I want to talk about assessment, all that stuff, but really I'm talking to the person. You know, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out what happened, and it's it's an interview for me to understand what happened and what this type of person is and what their goals are. So it gives me a little way of softly goal setting. But uh, from a physical assessment point, you do our classic ortho neuro stuff. Um, look at the chief complaint. You know, guys, actually, actually got to look at the thing that they're there. And then we, I use the SFMA as a, as a baseline model um, mm-hmm. using the top tier. Um, and what I call clear out as much of the top tier as possible. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe somebody has something surgical that's unclearable. So therefore, it's, you know, when we say everyone has to be functional normal, well, if you have a shoulder that's actually has metal rod, you know, has been stapled down and you may never be a t- you fused a couple of vertebrae. It's never yeah, going to so you may never have that, but, but do the best of my ability. Um, and once we get to the point where we have whatever the chief complaint is, because that's important for them too. I want that person to feel better of what they came in for. And number two is take a look at what I want them to have, right? It's, 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 a, it's a two-way street. I want you to get what you want, but I also want you to get what I feel you need, which will be the SFMA and clearing out the top tier again. Mm-hmm. Once it's solid, they actually just transfer. Usually, some folks can do the FMS. The FMS is what we use in advantage when I send them out there as their way to bridge that gap. Because there's so once they step onto the, the FMS uh, platform and they'll go do the movements, and then they'll go, hey, there are no zeros. We may have a couple of asymmetries. They may come back and say, hey, what's up? What do you think? What do you have in your plan? What was happening? So we begin that, that, that gap. So from, for me, exit-wise in that situation, it's the SFMA top tier again to bridge them into the FMS. So that's the, the, the mutual starting point for the trainers and the ending, ending point. It doesn't really end, but the ending point for you. So you have that mutual language, mutual operating system to say this works, that doesn't. Yes. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. For those of you out there listening that have not taken the SFMA, Jimmy and I, uh, I don't want to speak for you, Jim, but the number one thing that you get out of it besides a, just a consistent, repeatable examination is the freaking language barrier just drops to zero with anybody else who's trained in that system. And, and you don't know how big of a deal that is. Uh, I heard this joke one time from a Air Force colonel that was in my office. He said, 
you know, the word in the, he said, the biggest problem we have in the military is the same word can mean different things to different people. He goes, you tell the Marine Corps, secure that building and they're going to send, you know, 400 guys running at it and get into hand-to-hand combat. Whereas you tell the Air Force, secure that building. We're going to go online, search on the internet for who's the owner of record and negotiate a deal with them and own it by the morning. I mean, there's also just the efficiency of it. I mean, there's there's the elegance in how you can paint a picture with just, hey, DN, DN, FN, DN, DN, PN, and you as a person go, all right, I got a picture of what's happening. You know, in your brain, it's a, or walk across the, you know, walking across the floor. Hey, there are twos across, but there are a one, one on their trunk stability pushup, a TSPU. We can use that. And it's like, got it. I can paint a picture without actually seeing the person. And it's done very quickly. Yeah. Which that efficiency is, is awesome. And and I always tell people in the gym, you know, when you have an attached gym and I think advantage falls into this boat, what you're selling is not the equipment. I mean, you got you guys have the most of beautiful life fitness equipment, but anybody can purchase that. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you have beautiful turf. Anybody can purchase that. Anybody can purchase all these tools, but the dip, big difference is when you sell expertise. Yes. That's what gets people coming back. Yep. Yeah. Do you see that with the clientele that you guys have there? Yeah. Um, they love it. Um, you know, they, they like knowing that if I walk across and they'll go, hey, you know, or if, if it's not even a client of mine and the, the trainers have a question and they go, hey, what's up? And I could just say, hey, I don't know the whole history, but based on what I'm seeing, this is what probably are, are, are some of the, the deficits or some of the things that I have. So it gives me a chance to also meet new people. Um, so it's, it's fun. It's, it's, yeah. it's a fun experience. Awesome. Now, I know you're a huge fan of kettlebells and the, and the RKC and SFG and your instructor for 18 different uh, three-letter <laughs> acronym companies. Uh, if you were to kind of give a roadmap to people, if they're like, hey, I want to get more involved in, in the, they're a chiropractor, they want to get more involved into the active components of care, even to the point where they're maybe operating in a gym or operating a gym that they own, not necessarily doing the training, but mm-hmm. they're, they you know, have that common language. Uh, do you have a, a, a few suggestions for maybe courses or pathways to take to allow that to start opening up? Um, you, do you mean like, Hey, what, what do they just have to take like horses and stuff like sure. that? Um, you can start there. I mean, the journey's I, never done. Right. So I think that, you know, the first thing I would say, and it sounds like a weird question. Um, cause I've had folks ask me that and I asked them, do you really want to do this? Uh, it's, it's an, it, it's not an indictment on you. If you don't want to merge fitness with medical, I don't, I don't agree with it. Okay. Because I think that it should go that way. But if you just want to focus on pediatrics, and you want to fo- focus on specific, uh, you know, pediatric uh, neurology issues, and, and that's where you want to do it, then you, you, you don't, don't ask me that question because that's mm-hmm. not my expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some, uh, some of the, and I, I'll say this, it's, it is profitable, but at the same time, you're going to have to work really hard and you're going to have to be willing to be frustrated. You know, when we play a game that we love, we're okay with the frustration um, when we don't win the game because we can learn the rules. But if you're not going to go and look yourself in the mirror and say, do I really want to do this because I like it and I have a passion for it, then think about what you have first before we go into that, that question. So that's kind of like uh, the first thing I'd say. Um, I can't tell what somebody would do. I could just tell them my journey. Uh, that's sure. the one. And my journey was, is that once I started getting involved with, in how I got it, it's just straight truth. People go, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, you know, I wanted to do the kettlebell thing. Cause it freaking looked cool. That's all it was. <laughs> and I'm not lying. Yeah. I had injuries and do all that, but I could have, you know, I was trying to find other ways to do this. And, and I saw this thing and I'm like, dude, that thing looks cool. And I couldn't do it. So it was cool. 
I couldn't do it and I wanted to be able to do it. And that's kind of where the journey really started. And then along the way, because I mean, it's, it's really what it is. It's, uh, you know, I, I have no problems in just tell, telling the truth about it. I started to learn some things. And as I started to learn some things, it made this cool thing more robust behind it. It was like, oh, so the cool car that I wanted to buy actually has an awesome engine. And how do you make this engine? You know, so, so it really became that piece. So my journey, um, and people have seen it and heard it. It's, you know, I was the guy who failed every test on my first TPI screen when I took the course. And every, and back in the day, it was not as kind and as gentle as it is now. You <laughs> the guy who sucked the most and you would have to go and be, do it in front of colleagues to take a look at it. And Greg Rose. All right. Who's the word? Freaking Jimmy. Freaking Jimmy. <laughs> Here you go again. Freaking Jimmy. And it became me. So, so, and, and that was kind of the eye awakening piece of it. And, and slowly it was, it was, it was a game and it was also pride. Uh, I have no qualms about saying that it's, it was ego. Okay. The ego drove, my ego drove me to be better because my movement sucks so bad. My ego could drag me to just say, screw you. But I, I really kind of jumped in that. So I think that um, we've mentioned it already a few times, the FMS and the SFMA. Um, and the FCS, the whole FMS, the functional movement system, people think it's only the screen, you know, they see the seven steps, the board, the kit and walking out through there. Um, and, uh, that's only one component of it. Um, it's, it's a lot more robust than people realize. Um, there's other pieces to it. What, what order did you take them in? Just out of curiosity. Um, I actually took it kind of in a, in a, a very odd order. I took the TPI course, then I took the TPI level two medical. And at the time it was just the beginning of the formal beginning of the SFMA. Then I took the SFMA just alone. Then I took the SFMA two. Then I wound up taking, uh, my goal for the FMS. The cool factor was the kettlebell. At the time we had this CKFMS program in order to be able to do that. You actually had to be a level one. TP, uh, level one kettlebell instructor. So I had to get that in order to take the CKFMS. And then that's kind of the order. That it, everything else just kind of added pieces together. And then after that, I decided to formally take just the FMS components. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing how sometimes when you retake something, uh, your eyes open like, wow, you know, holy cow. And along the way, um, I made some great friends. Uh, you make some great friends and you, you, you start going and they, and they start telling you, you know, you, you, you have fun. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, sometimes you get what I call these, 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 these vignette moments where it's like, Hey, so-and-so learned this. I'm like, Hey, that sounds like an answer, a solution. Or I need to have that puzzle, you know, that, 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 that Lego piece I want, and I want to learn how to get that Lego piece. Um, and so that, that's kind of how it, it evolved. I've taken some, some other courses along the way, like DNS, um, recently, uh, I usually try to add at least one thing to my tool bag, uh, per year. Um, just because I think that it's just makes my practice more fun for me. Uh, and I'm all about having fun in your practice, figure it out how to make yourself have fun. Cause I guarantee you, your patients will like it. Your patients will benefit when you have fun. Uh, and, uh, and I wound up adding the pieces of Eldola, uh, you know, the, uh, the Givoyer, uh, school and, uh, just, Added pieces. I had a chance to work with Michael Shacklock and Neurodynamic Solutions. So little pieces along the way of people that are good friends that really did give me good opinions. And we kind of had a similar language. You go say, hey, this was a great solution that you probably want to go. Or, hey, I like what you wrote on Instagram. You know, I, I even uh -huh. said, that, hey, that's pretty cool. He's like, actually, I got that while I took this. 
got it. I need to go look a little bit more. So, right. so there's, there's a lot of different courses out there that you can jump through. I think as you jump through one, you actually will kind of find your own little path. I think it, it'd be cool one day if uh, you sat down with some of the smart people that you know, because I know that you hang around some smart folks and, and I think organizing it almost like a bullseye too, yep. because I think people took, take a lot of things and they don't realize that they don't really have that core yep. and they don't know where to plug in these new things in the system. Yep. Like Shacklock's things, I've heard uh, amazing things about that. I have yet to take it. You know, I just, when people take it, it's for a specific type of issue. Yeah. And, and an advantage would be to learn where does that live in my system of treatment? Yeah. And, and in full disclosure on that one, I took the course, same thing. And uh, I thought it was for a specific issue. Uh-huh. And then once I took the course, it actually became, oh, now I understand that it's not only for this. I can use it for a lot more things. There's, there's my ignorance. I shouldn't be talking about a course I haven't taken because you never know. Yeah. You know? and, and that happens all the time. It's like, yeah. well, why would you do that? Well, uh, maybe you don't realize that that's the reason why. And, and there's, yeah. you know, so I just heard from a very prominent, uh, uh, you know, course instructor. I said, have you taken the SFMA yet? And he said, no, I don't understand. How come you guys don't teach really good adjustments in there? I was like, well, it's diagnostic course only. Yep. No, yeah. you teach, you teach treatments. I'm like, no, we don't. And he's like, yeah, you do. I, I, I've heard that. I'm like, no, we don't. And you teach adjusting. I would love to pick your brain and see what you do when you find these different restrictions and whatnot, you know? And so you just never know what you're going to get out of course. And I would say I've never taken a course where I didn't, I didn't get something out of it. Yeah. I have a, there's a course I took. I did not enjoy any minute of it, but I would tell you that I definitely got something out of it. Yeah. And you may learn something. Uh, you know, I, I've taken some courses that I absolutely hated and, and it was miserable and uh, we forget that not everything has to be a piece of knowledge when we take mm-hmm. a course. It could, be in a, it could be a course in just understanding customer service. Mm-hmm. I hate the course. I'm not going to say anything about it in public, uh, meaning like I'm not going to give a name. But I disenjoyed the way they handled customer service so much that I knew that my clinic, that's never how we're going to handle it. Right. So that yeah. there's even softer lessons even been taking a course. Oh, Jimmy, you Asian little philosopher, you. Yeah. Yeah. Just bringing out the knowledge from every, every little lotus flower of education, huh? No, it's a brain dump right now, right? That's all <laughs> I got. I'm out. Mic drop. See you guys. Nice. Well, last thing uh, on that, Jimmy, since I know you got to get back to treating patients, um, what do you think the future chiropractic's like? I mean, you're certainly at the cutting edge. You've seen a lot of changes. Um, um, what do you, you think know, the future, let's say sports chiropractic practice will be like? <sighs> not, not the pediatrics. I'm saying like your type of what do you call it? You, do you consider yourself a sports chiropractor? Uh, I, I don't know what I consider myself. I just consider myself kind of like Besides a, a badass. That's yeah. the classification system I use for you. Um, I, I would just say that I, I'm, I'm a guy who's just trying to find solutions and I don't know. That's really what it is. So whatever solution it is, and if it's not me, then I have to figure out how to find you to find the solution. Um, um, you know, I think the, uh, it's hard for me to say uh, what I think the future is. Uh, and I say this because, um, you know, when I read the internet, I actually feel really bad for us. I mean, we look like such idiots um, in front of other people. And it's like this, this keyboard warrior mentality is like, mm-hmm. you realize there are people who are non, not in our profession looking at stuff that can look at stuff. And you do realize that the, what we're doing is, is absolutely just so beyond petty. Um, I think that the future of sports chiropractic is, it could be so great. 
I, I really think it's so great. Um, I, I recently taught a course with Michelle Desser maybe a few a couple months ago with at Palmer West Chiropractic College, mm-hmm. and it was a bunch of students, and it it was like you know, it's like people love chiropractic. They really do. They love it. Um, we give them a reason why they don't like it because inherently, you know, folks who, who are pretty, they love getting adjusted. The kids running on the table. I mean, they, they really do. Maybe they have some fear in the beginning or whatever it may be, you know, but when they get it, it's like, wow, you know, that, that, that moment of like that, literally the lights turned on differently. And uh, so people inherently really want to love chiropractic and uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of uh I think sports chiropractic, or if you want to, let's just call it that right now. Uh, the future is really, really bright as long as we don't extinguish the light uh, with, uh, and I don't think, I think a lot of people in our profession talk about respecting people's differences until you have to respect other people's differences. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's, it's kind of disappointing um, when I see that stuff. I, I really think that we should just, if my message would be, hey, do you be kind to one another? One another, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're, we, we forget that the things that we don't agree with somebody's used that and helped somebody possibly. Yeah. Yeah. We may not know the why, you know, like that's different, but that's kind of why we got in this profession. Have some fun, help make, help some people, maybe make a little difference in the world. That's, it's, you know? Yeah. Before there was evidence for evidence-based care, it was all risky at that point, right? Yeah. Everything is risky. And, and you know, the, the old adage of N equals one, is it, did you make a difference for that person? So I think it's really bright. I think that the knowledge and, and the cool part of it right now is, is that we, and you've just said it before, with the SFMA, when we teach it, we have PTs, ATCs, MDs, DOs, you know, DCs, all taking this stuff together. And, and, and it's really becoming a lot more integrated. We're, we're a lot, you know, it's like, it's pretty cool. I, you meet these people. Uh, what does he do? I don't even know what he is. Is he a PT? I don't know. We just had fun and we smart guy. I mean, a lot of times, do we really even go to that level of, you, you, we all done it. We walked, I don't know what he does. All I know is, I don't know what his title is. Let me rephrase it. I just know that this is what we all think. And that's pretty cool. Like it, it's, it's a very cool thing. Yeah. I love it. Well, Jimmy, thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, I know that you have a long list of world famous clients to go attend to now. <laughs> but. You know, they're all named John Smith, right? Our HIPAA compliant name. John or Joe or Jill. Yeah. <laughs> the Smiths, they're, they're excellent in sports. So, yeah. well, I want to say thank you. Uh, any last words of advice for our folks? Uh, just have fun with things, guys. Uh, I mean, it's, it's have fun and be kind of, it's kind of your profession. And, and just, I think folks forget, you can also forgive yourself. You know, yeah. damn it. I didn't know. Okay. I, you know what, we're going to make mistakes. I think that that's the most important thing along the way is the mistakes you make because that, that emotional load is what anchors you in. Like, I mean, I will never, never treat somebody without assessment because I screwed so many people up doing it that way. Yeah. You know? If you learn from your mistakes, it's just a detour to success. If you don't, then it's an ending. And it's, yep. it's, that's, yeah. All right. Well, on behalf of uh, Dr. Jimmy Ewan, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. You got it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.